You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi, Ed, Jed here. Thanks for downloading episode two of the Attacking Scrum podcast. This week, we did things slightly differently splitting the pod into two parts. So the first, fronting up, is a look at a big issue in Welsh rugby, which this week was the player drain. And secondly, we looked at some of the big fixtures coming up, uh, looked ahead to the Welsh derbies, and looked back at some of the, the rugby from last weekend, and just a bit of a roundup of news in the second part of the pod, which we call Heads Up. As always, if you want to get in touch, you can reach us on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash attacking scrum and leave us a review on iTunes, Acast or however you download this podcast. Right, on with the show. So this week's fronting up, we're going to be concentrating on the player drain from Welsh rugby. So we saw a huge number of players leaving Wales to play for the big bucks in France and England for a number of years. Subsequently seen this calm down, players like John Davies, Gethin Jenkins, Dan Lydiot all, all returning to Wales. So we're going to have a look and see if this problem has been solved. Will Gatlin's law prevent it from happening again? Was it even a problem in the first place? And joining me to do this once again is Cowbridge's finest son, Dan Killick. Dan, good evening. Good evening. Thanks very much for the invite again. Good to see you again. Uh, catch plenty of rugby over the weekend? Yeah, I got a fair bit of rugby, but uh, a lot more golf, to be honest with you. Yeah, tough tough one this weekend with the uh, with the Ryder Cup. Real real juggling act. It's, it's kind of not like one game of football or something you can squeeze in. There's eight hours of golf my sofa saw a lot of my backside oh yeah I, I managed to <laughs> I managed it you know I'm a I'm a warrior what can I say I managed to fit it all in but uh, yeah we're gonna uh, we're gonna crack on then to uh, to have a look into this uh, into this the issue for this week and what's kind of prompted this is Liam Williams being linked with a move away from the away from the Scarlets so heard figures of 300k deal to uh, to, to Saracens. Leicester apparently might be the, the front runners now as well. So I guess first up, a bit big blow to see Liam Williams lead Wales? Yeah, it'd be a, be a 
massive blow, wouldn't it? He's um, he's probably arguably our most exciting player, isn't he? And um, yeah, I think as we covered last week, that's definitely something we we agree on. Yeah, he's 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 on fire and has been for <laughs> for a good number of seasons, isn't he? And um, yeah, the vultures are out now. They are. I mean, is this is this something we're set to see again? Because I thought this had calmed down a bit. I thought it was going to be one of those things that that seemed mm. with a lot of players coming back, we'd kind of seen the back of. Do you think this is is this going to be is this a one off or is this going to be indicative of a, another swarm of players set to leave? I think it'll. Well, there's not that many players of of, of that quality, I suppose, that that could potentially be picked up, but. If the if you know if our boys are on fire, then I think the money will come in and people will have a have a go. Well, that's it, really. And again, you can't you can't blame some of the players for for having their heads turned a bit, which uh, which we'll kind of we'll come on to in a in a sec. I guess the the big thing is playing devil's advocate here. Is it is it definitely a problem for for players leaving? Is there you know is there some kind of advantage? We said that there's not the money in in Welsh rugby that there is in in England and France. If we can get those clubs to subsidise some of our talent, give younger players a, an opportunity, is there something in that? Is that something that you know that should be kind of factored in? Yeah, it does obviously with 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 one player leaving, it's gonna it's gonna open up an opportunity for another, you know, some of the youngsters hopefully to come through. But I, I think we have to keep you know somebody like Liam Williams in in our in our game. Um, because if he, he will he will improve the quality, and so the youngsters will then he'll have he'll have a, like a positive effect on everything that he that he's around and touches, won't he? So um, it, it will open up an opportunity, but we need to keep I think we need to keep our best players in in Wales. There's always going to be a few that are gonna they're gonna move for for money basically. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's I think it's a real tough balancing act because it's been great it's great to see some of the some players kind of get opportunities, and again we've seen that across the regions. Yeah. With some young talent coming through and, and getting a chance to play first team rugby, but at the same time, you know, again, I've seen it. I've seen it at the Dragons particularly, where if you if you're in a side and you do lack that experience and that little bit of stardust, and you're getting drubbed every week, yeah, it might be good for you mm. to learn. You know, to look to for your kind of development in the in the short term to learn how to play on the back foot and stuff. But ultimately, it's it's, it's pretty damaging for the club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I th- we can't blame. You know, I think we can play many of these players, can we, for uh, for taking you know, for taking the money essentially. I mean, yeah, I, I, that's something uh, that's something we kind of touched on before we uh, before we came on on air because I was kind of said, yeah, can we blame players for wanting to experience other leagues? Mm. Yeah, I, what's I, your take I, on that? Um, I think when people, you know, when the players say, "Oh, look, I'm you know, I want to," um, nobody leaves a league really and and takes a whopping pay cut because they're they're desperate to uh, or keen to experience. Um, another culture, or you know, want to learn a language, or, or play in the sun. It's all <laughs> it's all down to money, isn't it? And it's a it's something that I would probably say if I got offered a, a big money move, um, I would I'd come out with I want to experience something different. We're, you know, everyone's going because of the money, and those other bits are just a bonus, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they're um, so well they're so well trained the the media, you know, so well media trained the players now that yeah. you're not likely to come out and go, oh, yeah, well, it's purely money driven. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to come out with. Oh, I've always dreamt of playing in another country, yeah. and I've always It'd be quite refreshing. They wouldn't said, "Look, I'm out and out going for the pound notes." Yeah, and that's yeah. The end. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. I'd never heard of buy on until they came in with a yeah. big paycheck. But uh, yeah, again, you know, I don't, th- I don't think you can blame them because it's such a short career, especially you know, like you know, someone like Dan Lydiot who I saw yeah. break his back for the Dragons, yeah. you know, in a in a terrible kind of injury when he was really young. To then to then kind of say, well, actually, you know, you 
you know you're going to hold a grudge against him for for going and yeah and, and picking up a paycheck in France. Can't really hold that against him. Yeah, in, in my opinion, he's almost sort of overcompensated, isn't he? The amount the amount of tackles he was putting in, he was he was doing arguably two or three people's jobs at times, yeah. and he. Yeah, the amount of people that are getting you know injured prematurely just because of the the sheer size and the pace and they've um, they haven't you, just got to look they, they're not just looking out for themselves they've got to look out for the families haven't they Yeah, and you're only you're only you know a couple of concussions away from yeah. from your career ending you know yeah. it's such a it's such a physical game now that you know I, I don't think you can you can kind of blame them but at the same time like we said you want to you want to keep the keep the the Welsh sides as as strong as you possibly can so. Again, we'll see if we ever do a podcast without mentioning Gatlin's Law. I suspect not. Um, we kind of mentioned this last week that it now looks as though this latest this latest um, development of Gatlin's Law means it's actually going to be enforced now. Uh, is, it, is it clear enough now, do you think? Is it is it clear which players are eligible and which players aren't? I think it's, 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 there's loopholes, isn't there? It's almost deliberately left a little bit foggy, um, in my opinion, because... We need it to be, don't we? We mm. haven't got. If we come across, if we have some big injury problems, then we'll need to. Um, we'll need to. We'll need to sort of expose those loopholes. But it, yeah, it is a little bit foggy, isn't it? If yeah. you ask, if you ask um, uh, a number of Welsh rugby fans, um, I think a lot of people would, would probably give different answers as to what exactly it is. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I think. I think the other week when they announced them as well, I, a little kind of wry smile went. Oh, it's all right. Luke Charis isn't actually going to be yeah. affected by this. But you know, kind of Reese Priestland is. It all seems. Yeah. It all just seems a little bit, yeah, a little bit unclear. And and you wonder whether if Liam Williams were to join a, an English club, whether that might actually be the case as well. But again, I think if you if you're picking yeah. and choosing, then it, it kind of it defies it defies the point of it really. I think you've you've got to kind of enforce it, or you yeah, or you don't, or you don't exactly. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I agree. Is it fair? Do you think it's a fair? Uh, it's a fair kind of stipulation to put on players that they they have to play. It's, I think, it's probably not fair if you look at the individual, but as a collective, and they've got to look at they've got to look at the game in general. Then it's it's for the greater good, isn't it? Hmm. Um, it's almost like a utilitarian approach, really. <laughs> it, 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 it has to we it has to be actually enforced. To then make to then make you know make it um, make the league a better league. Yeah, and we've we've seen by bringing quite, you know quite a few of the you know a few of the boys back. Um, I wonder whether that has then brought more play. You know whether it has strengthened the the league because we we seem to have had a. It's been for me. It's been the best the best start, isn't it? Well, it is. You know, statistically, it's been the best start. But the rugby just seems a far better quality. Um, yeah, I mean that's the that's the big thing really. Is I was going to ask, is it a is it a sign of the lack of the quality in the Pro 12, which has come in for a, a huge amount of criticism over the you know over the, the course of its history? Really, do you think you think it's been a much better much better start this year? Yeah, I def I, I think it has. Um, I mean, the coaching probably you know a lot of the coaching. I mean, the Blues have obviously turned it around, haven't they? But that was kind of a matter of time, really, wasn't it? Before somebody went in and yeah. got hold of it, but if, uh, quite a few people have had it. Have had it. Have had well, a yeah, go. Yeah, a number, a number of people um, have had a, a crack at that. Yeah, and, and, and also, also showed how good uh, you know old Di Young is. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's gone from strength to strength, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, again, we kind of touched on <clears throat> touched on him last week on the pod. I mean, you know, there, there's an example actually of someone, albeit not a not a player anymore, someone who's uh, whose game has improved. You know, albeit a management and a coaching game has been improved by being elsewhere. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, just to go back to the, the kind of the, the quality in the Pro 12, I think it has been better this, this mm. start of the season. I don't know whether that's the league as a whole or it's just because the Welsh teams have been more competitive, or yep. certainly some of them have. Um, or whether that's whether the two kind of go hand in hand, that you need a strong Ospreys and a strong Blues and ideally a strong Scarlets and Dragons in order for it to be a strong league. Yeah, I think yeah, probably with the Blues with the Blues being significantly better, it's 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 lifted it's lifted probably the Ospreys. Mm. Um, <clears throat> obviously, the Dragons are uh, the Dragons are the Dragons. You know, it's a it's, it's a tough ask for them, isn't it? With the resources they've got, yeah, I'm sure really. we'll come on to that. Yeah, um, and the Scarlets have had surpri- a surprisingly poor start, haven't they? Yeah, they um, have. And again, I think we'll have a look at that in um, in a bit more detail uh, a little bit later on. But just having a look at the. They're still kind of staying on the league. This is some a story that's that's kind of come out this week as well. So the the kind of the chief exec of um, of the of the league has kind of trumpeted the the quality and said you know that the kind of the statistics back this up and that the the broadcast figures are up twenty three percent year on year. Gates are up somewhere between four and seven percent year on year as well. I'm a little bit skeptical. I mean, I'm skeptical about stats at the best of times. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that as well, that's got to be an effect of the, the World Cup, hasn't it? Your year-on-year figure, year figure is going to be effective yeah. because this time last year the World Cup was in full swing. <laughs> it's a clever use of a stat there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think um, yeah, it is. I, I wonder if we, we probably won't hear that one again, you know, on, on the games. Yeah. But, um, but, the, but the teams, are, you know, the, quite a few of the teams are going well, aren't they? Cardiff yeah. going well. Osprey's are doing well as well, so the gates would the gates would increase. It's quite interesting how well not interesting. It's obvious, but when when the teams start losing and they people drop off, just gotta keep winning. Yeah, that's that's it, or, and, think, and keep competitive as well, I suppose. Yeah, I think um, probably you know from outside of Wales, the league has benefited from from what Connacht did last year. Although they've mm. they've struggled to kind of back it up, it does it does give sides hope that you can. Pull together if you get the right personnel and the right coaching, you can pull together something that um, something that actually you know drags in a lot more neutrals. That story definitely made the league more interesting to to folk from outside of the yeah. the nations competing in it. But again, is that was it just a, a factor of they they built loads of momentum while all the other sides were were suffering from World Cup deficits? I don't know. It's a it's a difficult one, and perhaps the start of the season is kind of a has kind of um, alluded to the fact that, that that might be the case. So, yeah, I mean, like we say, I think it's it's probably not the the lack of the lack of quality as such. Although I think that that could definitely be improved. But again, something you've touched upon, it's the it's the lack of the the lack of the money and the and the investment in the Pro Twelve, really, isn't it? That's, that's dragging people away from from the league. Yeah, the the lack of money is is a direct correlation, isn't there, with with with, with quality. Um, or you know, and a, and a lack of it at times. If we have if we have more money, we'll you know we'll keep a number of the stars. Um, we'll also we'll also be able to attract other people in as well, and it'll go from strength to strength. But it's mm. um, the money doesn't grow on trees, does it? No. And um, it's it's pretty tough out there because the the clubs need to be need to be run as a business now, don't they? And an yeah. effective one as well. Um, they do, and I th- the the quality of the league is no doubt. It has an impact on that, you know. If you look mm. at the uh, the English Premiership and the and the French Top Fourteen, they're so much more easily marketable, yeah. and as such, can command big broadcast revenue deals, and that in turn means that you can invest that back in yeah. quality of players. and And I think the the Pro Twelve is definitely suffering from that. Hence the 
um, you know, kind of the clambering to, to look to improve the league and this potential uh, collaboration with American sides. Yeah. If you fancy a away trip to Philadelphia on a Thursday night in the middle of December, it feels like a feels like one that's that's, uh, that's not exactly set out to set out to favour the fans there. I don't think. Um, just kind of yeah, to move on from to move on from that. I guess you know if we're saying that we we definitely want to keep these players in, strengthen the league, that in turn will will give the clubs a a stronger position to keep the the players there. I guess one way of doing that is the or certainly one of the intentions of the the national dual contracts, so the NDCs. How do you kind of how do you see that? Do you think the uh, the NDC should be spent keeping young talent in Wales or bringing players back? Um, I think firstly you've probably got to bring the players back. And then that will then attract that will then keep the you know keep keep the players in 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 this league again. Mm. So it's a bit it's, it's a bit of both really. Even they've got to be used to bring them back. Yeah, I then, uh, it's a it's a it's a funny one for me because something about kind of the the Ospreys bringing Bradley Davis back mm. kind of sat didn't sit particularly right with me. I think they bought him. He was bought out a year early from his contract, yeah. which meant that it was more expensive. Yeah. You know, and kind of subsidised by the by the union as well. And then you look at that and think, well, is that the best use of money? You know, I, I like him. I really do like him as a player. But yeah. to bring back someone who's probably the third choice lock in the national side to the Ospreys who... have got a good number of... Uh, they've got a number of good locks there as well. Yeah. You, still, you know, I, I kind of wonder about this and just think, well, should that, should that be better spent on, on trying to keep some of the younger talent there or, or strengthening some of the reasons? I think that's the, that's the problem that... That these things have got is sides are auto, you know, the the players are automatically thinking, well, I want to join the Ospreys. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's almost as if anyone that's gonna, anyone that's gonna be brought back will be brought into the Ospreys or you know potentially now the Blues. Yeah, um, you know when the time is right, but you'll just continue, we'll just be continually strengthening those sides, and unfortunately the Dragons will be getting weaker and weaker, mm-hmm. um, and you know the Scarlets will will. We'll pick up, you know, we'll pick up the odd one. But I think it's definitely a danger. Because, yes. Yeah. You know, fine. Cardiff Blues have have attracted some good players, and the coaching setup's miles better this year. So I think when it goes into next season's recruitment, they'll they'll go well again. I think they'll strengthen the squad again, and obviously there's a bit of cash there anyway. Meanwhile, I think you know that you look at the quality of what the Dragons have brought in. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't inspire. You know, it really doesn't when you look down the road and see what Cardiff have been able Cardiff been able to bring in the likes of Nick Williams and yeah. and you know and Matthew Morgan to strengthen the squad yeah. rather than yeah, to be a first team player. Yeah. It's unbelievable, isn't it really? And and totally unfair. But um Yeah. It would be lovely if something could be done to address that. But um well, it doesn't look like the union could do something though, could they? Could they? I d I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a tricky well, do they do they want to? I'd argue yeah. no. I would argue that it probably suits them having yeah. dragons slide more and more towards a, a development region, yeah. and you know not have to foot the bill for for you know. I think that the dragons players who are on NDCs are, are the younger, yeah. the younger end. You know, obviously Toby didn't didn't stick around and has has gone to Bath. Yeah, it could all be it could all be part of uh, part of a plan that you you never you know you never get to see or hear, but it does. It almost feels as if it's slightly deliberate, doesn't it? With um, yeah. you know, go and you know, go and have a go and have a go with the dragons, and then if you you know if you perform perform well, you get picked up and uh, and, and poached. But likewise, would it be would it be fair? You know, would it be fair to the other regions if the dragons were propped up purely because they were, you know, because they were the weakest on the on the pitch? 
Yeah, and probably not either. I mean, it's, um, yeah. every, everything everything is so so competitive now, isn't it? And they are, you know, they're um, they you've got to look at their business model, haven't you? Or or unfortunately, lack of. I yeah. suppose. Yeah, I mean, it certainly um, feels that way, and, and I that, think um, I think it's something we'll definitely delve into. Um, yeah. Deeper on later podcasts is how the kind of the dragons can find a can find the way forward. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on with regards to with regards to the player drain is kind of the appointment from the Welsh Rugby Union of Paul Turner, which was kind of just over the summer. So he was kind of appointed to help identify Welsh talent playing outside of Wales, um, you know, potentially with a view to bringing them back and um, or to bringing them into the system from a young age. Do you think that's going to help going forward? I don't know, to be honest. Um, it 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 should not help, should it? So I think we need to explore. Um, we don't have we don't have a, a, you know, our player base is so small, isn't it, that it, it should be a good thing. Yeah. Um, just depending on how it's how it's implemented, how strategic it is. Um, but ultimately, yeah, it should be a positive. I just I'm just I'm just intrigued to see how it's going to work. Um, yeah, I um yeah, and I think that's it. You know, it's only it's only been a, a couple of months, and it'll certainly be a while before we before we see that. But in theory, you know, if you're able to bring more players into the system, providing they want to play for Wales as well, I think yeah. is a is a big thing. I, I really kind of don't like the farming and the the kind of the cynical nature that there seems to be mm. with a lot of countries. Yeah, you know, and you could probably say Wales included with um, it's everywhere, isn't it? Really, I think it is everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, the possible, you know, even England have got couple of players in there you'd, you'd probably raise an eyebrow at but it's something it's something More that doesn't than a couple yeah yeah <laughs> but it's something it's something that doesn't quite sit sit right with me and I, I do worry that you know if you're doing that you you are set to dilute um you know some of the pride of what it means to, to pull that jersey on and Scotland seem to be investing a fair amount of money yeah. at deliberately targeting kind of second string South African players <laughs> yeah but yeah, I think that, I don't know. That, yeah, that for me dilutes international rugby, and I think that's that's something for us to. It's got to um, be de- it's it's got to be demoralising as well for uh, for players that are you know are playing their hearts out week in week out, and then and then uh, someone's being drafted in through the uh, through, through the gate. But that's it. I think you've got to I think you've got to reward players who who do stick around, and you know yeah. it, it kind of goes back to to the Gatlin's Law stuff a bit. You know, yeah. if a player is sticking it around and and showing loyalty to a region. Um, then surely that there's something has kind of got to go in their favour, um, rather than seeing someone kind of fast tracked into fast tracked into the system. Yeah, it's almost like a a sort of short. Well, it could be seen as a short fix, couldn't it? And um, not sort of a longer term view. And if we're going to strip it all back, we need to we need to sort of protect and, and and bring up and develop a lot of our own players, as opposed to looking you know looking outside far afield and and looking at who could potentially come you know come in. Through the, through the back door, I, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's something that, like I say, it's not um, it's not something I, I particularly want to see. No, it doesn't sit that well. It doesn't sit that well with me. I think you, you you're quite right as well when you say you know you got to look to the future and get those that next generation of players coming through. It's only going to help um, to come back to this topic of the player drain. It's only going to help if you're a young player playing at the Scarlets and you're coming through the academy system and you look up and see a John Davis style figure yeah. there, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. They, you know, they need those players, don't they? That have come, that have stayed and come, and gone all the way through, and it'll give them all hope. Um, and then it'll just it'll just feed down through to the to the younger ones, and then they'll and then it'll feed you know they'll feed back up. So the rewards will come, but it might it might just not be 
you know instantly it's just going to take a little bit of time um but you know when you it's it's a it's a results uh, results based industry yeah. isn't it like everything now everything is more and more competitive whichever industry you look at and um you know when you've got that competitiveness in there they're going to you know you're going to you're going to look for any any way you possibly can to to elevate and and make, and make yourself better isn't it and that's ultimately what they'll be looking to do bring in players that are you know that can that can do a job in a certain role yeah, well, um, I mean, the quick fix thing is always a bit of a worry as well. Because if you take, for example, uh, Wayne Pivak at the Scarlets, mm. a man who's come under a fair bit of pressure in recent, um, well, not even just in recent weeks, I think there's been a fair amount of, of kind of discontent down there for a little while. If you take someone like him, Kiwi coach, his, you know, his kind of future is his, is immediately, it's, it's kind of keeping that job. It's not the, yeah. uh, the strength and depth of Welsh playing talent is it so yeah you know could could he be blamed for looking elsewhere for a quick fix rather than investing in a younger player yeah prob- prob- probably not um it's i don't know what um i don't know i don't quite know what the answer is to be yeah. honest with it it's uh it's not an easy one is it really no yeah. it's not and, and i think you know it's, it's probably um it's probably something that will, that will kind of go on and on but yeah, you know, I'm I'm certainly of that opinion. I think if you can keep if you can keep a you know a, there's always going to be a few exceptions. I kind of get that. But I think if you can keep your best quality players playing in Wales, um, it's going to help the regions in the long run because they, the squad's going to be stronger. And again, like I say, I think you'll you'll see boys coming through the academy um, that will look up to those figures and think, okay, right, they're sticking around. This is what I want to do. This is this is the club I want to um, yeah. I want to play for. Yeah, it's all about this. It's almost like creating a culture as well, isn't it? Mm. That people people, you know, develop through the youth. You'll come on and then play for the play for the first team, and you'll 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 just have that excellent culture that will feed through. But I don't know whether it's um, whether it's too flat. Are we you know we've been too flowery. Maybe is it sort of like a a nice a nice ideal that that that, that can't happen anymore? Really, I don't know. Yeah, you, well, um, you might be right. You know, do we want to produce a a youngster who's so ambitious that actually they want to play for the best teams, whether that be yeah. In Wales or in England, yeah, yeah, it could it could just be sort of like a, you know, it's something that we'd we'd love to see, but actually can't happen. Um, yeah, it, it might be, you know, that might that might well be the case, and I think it's um that could be that could be something to worry about. I guess the other thing which we haven't um, which we haven't kind of touched upon is having players based in Wales makes it easier for the for the national squad in terms of release for internationals as well. How big a factor do you think uh, do you think that is? Um, it's, it's it's quite a big factor, isn't it? But it's not as. I think we could get around all the we could get around all those things really if we if if we want to. Um, you know, it's. What about what about things like you know where where George North's not been available for the fourth, for the fourth international, or he was um you know there was a a fine that they that Northampton paid for him I think to to the RFU. Um, because he played in a game outside of the window, it all becomes a bit a bit messy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But it's, it's again, it's when you know when you put this, it's the business element, isn't it? Yeah, it's just going to get it's going to get more and more messy, you know, um, when you have got the business side in it. So, I guess that's well, that's again why we want to keep keep all the the WNL want to keep all the players under the under their control, don't they? And then we can do you can essentially they're 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 your assets and you can do what you want with them. Yeah, I suppose um, that's the other that's the other element of. Of the uh, of the NDCs is you get to you get to kind of a bit of a 
I suppose a nice way of putting it is player welfare. Another way of putting it is making sure the regions aren't yeah. burning a player out. Yeah, they've got control, haven't they? Yeah. Through, through those contracts. And I I think they're... It may be a little bit sad, but they are a good thing. They're, they're, they're a thing... They're a, there's, an assess, there's a need for them now. Yeah, I, th- uh, I, in I my think opinion. there is. But, yeah, particularly if you're looking... If you're looking to to Wales in particular, rather than than just at those regions, I think it is one of those things that works out well for both parties because of the yeah. the financial stress you're on. If if the if the if the union can make that that a little bit easier, um, you know, and it, I, I haven't seen too many examples where it's it's blown up and there's and there's been a big row about wanting to play a you know a certain player at a certain time. Um, I think it, it probably works, although possibly you could argue it doesn't. It doesn't work in terms of strengthening the league because if you've got a player who's being held back because mm. you know because of national commitments, yeah. Whereas you probably don't get that in the you certainly don't get it in France and you probably don't get it as much in the Aviva. Yeah, well, in terms of the, in terms of the the, the quality of yeah. So I mean, the, you know, in, in the Aviva and in and in the uh, and in the top fourteen, you have the predominantly you have the best players playing every week. Whereas in the Pro 12, you will see that those NDCs will mean that mm. you know players players game time is managed a bit more effectively. So you could miss out on seeing a you know an Alan Wynne Jones or a player of that ill or a Sam Warburton because of a, a kind of a, a fitness race. Yeah, I it give, but then it gives. I think it's fair on the players, mm. isn't it, to give them a bit of a give them a bit of a breather. Yeah, um, no, no, it is, and I think if you. You know, if you're um, if you're an exile playing in playing in England or France, you're going to get, particularly in France, you're going to get flogged. Yeah. They're going to want their yeah. their pound of flesh. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a nice it's a nicer it's a nicer way of doing things, isn't it? Giving them a bit of a breather, and then also it gives an opportunity to some of the you know some of the other boys to have a to have a game as well. Um, it's I think it is the future, really, isn't it? But okay. it is undoubtedly. To sum up, then, um, so just to kind of to kind of wrap this up. I think we've both agreed that you know it's, it's definitely a much more desirable situation to have your best players playing uh, playing within Wales for a number of reasons. I'll go back to the question I kind of posed at the start. Do you think it's going to be a problem going forward? Um, no, ultimately not. Okay, I'm a little bit more. I'm a little bit more concerned. I just think, well, player, you know, if you the, the the amounts of money that those clubs have, I think there's always going to be. Um, these kind of these opportunities and you know, yeah, if the gap get, if the gap gets was um, Liam Williams is reported what three hundred thousand yeah and I think the uh, the WIU and the clubs say they're gonna obviously not gonna compete but it's mm. gonna be around the two fifty mark even though it's fifty thousand I think if they if they can keep that gap so it's not it's not a, it's not you know it's still fifty thousand but it's not it's not a massive <laughs> A massive, massive difference. Then I think we'll see a lot of the players stay, but there will inevitably be um, a number that will that, that will push on. Um, okay. But I don't think we'll see. I think we'll see a mass exodus then. Okay. Well, yeah. Fingers fingers crossed that isn't that I isn't hope. the case. But um, yeah, I guess only uh, only time would tell. So um, right, we're gonna we're gonna crack on uh, in a moment with uh, kind of a look ahead at. Uh, some of the weekend's games. We're also going to have a look at some of the um, some of the big kind of issues from uh, from the week just gone. Some injury news for Wales, uh, and just a reminder at this point as well that we'd love you to get in touch. So drop us a tweet at 
Attacking Scrum and give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Attacking Scrum. And as always, uh, leave us a review if you can on iTunes or Acast. two of this week's edition of the Attacking Scrum podcast is Heads Up, where we have a look at some of the big news from this week. So we're going to have a look at some of the results, um, some of the other news, injury worries, um, and a look ahead to the Welsh derbies coming up um, this weekend. So we'll start with the uh, with the results from this weekend. So I guess the big story is, um, is the Blues losing their winning run uh, at home to Leinster. Uh, what, did you, uh, what did you make of that game? I thought it was a fantastic game and uh, one which the Blues Blues should have won. Um, they had more carries, more game line success and won more balls in Leicester's 22 and still managed to lose it. But um, the ref had a terrible, terrible game. Didn't well, they? this is the, this is surely the big talking point of the game, yeah. really, is the, was the standard of the referee in um, Dudley Phillips. Had a, he had a hammer, didn't he? Oh, he really did. Yeah, he was, he was absolutely awful, as was... Uh, as was his assistant there, Murphy. Yeah. Um, just woeful. You know, a lot of them were inexcusable, I think, in, in, in my opinion. Well, was... the, the, the biggest one is surely the, the double movement for, for Reese Ruddock's try. Yeah, how on earth he didn't go to the TMO for that? Um, well, that's something, I, that's something I don't understand is, you know, the number of times you see referees go upstairs for really kind of borderline yeah. you know tiny little bits of grounding or very yeah. marginal forward passes and stuff like that I don't know what is going through his head to think oh I've got a clear view of this and I'm going to award it yeah, it's crazy isn't it it was used you know it's used for used for everything else and um, he just had to, he had to go upstairs yeah oh, yeah. I think we're, we're definitely in agreement in that um, I think there was some other Really bad decisions within there as well. I thought the referee and the breakdown was pretty, was pretty poor. Yeah, he needs. He, he definitely needs to uh, to go back and do his homework, doesn't he? Because that that you know that heat. Well, we could pick a few, but yeah. he slip. Um, he looked like he had both his legs in the air at one point. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was flying, wasn't he? Yeah, and I just I, yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's it, I, I can't get my I can't, just can't get my head around it because. It's a it's a thankless task in a way, isn't it? Being a referee. Yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't want that job. No, I, I wouldn't. But at the same time, the standard of refereeing in the Pro Twelve seemed to be particularly poor. Yeah, something 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 needs to be done, really, doesn't it? But it it. I think we. You kind of you kind of you can kind of accept that there's going to be you know a a you know a major decision or critical decision that's going to. That's going to go against you, depending yeah. on who you're supporting. But there was, you know, there was four or five, you know, big, big decisions that that that, that were that were completely wrong, and you can't make you could just it just completely changes the game. I mean, the Blues, the Blues had that game, um, and the ref, you know, you can't beat the ref, can you? Yeah. Well, I know, I know Danny Wilson said, you know, well, that's one thing I really liked actually about Danny Wilson's reaction to it is. You know that game was littered with with poor refereeing decisions. Yeah, um, and this is something that uh, that Steve Matthews mentioned to us on on Twitter was was Danny's kind of reaction post game. 
And I really liked it. I thought that was kind of really refreshing to turn around and say you can only control what you can control. Yeah, it was lovely, but I'd love to see his convo with his mates after. Yeah. It would have yeah, been, maybe. you know, in front of the camera, he's, he's, he's going to say that, and I agree with you. It was, lo- it was you know, fine choice, you know, fine choice of words. But afterwards... I can imagine there would have been a few other words in there. Yeah, I've, well, yeah, I've, I've no doubt there would be. Yeah, but at the same time, I think he's, I think he's, he doesn't strike me as the kind of character who's going to use that as an excuse. I think he's going to turn that around on the players in training this week and say, look, there are going to be games where, especially in the Pro Twelve, you get a, you get a dud like Dudley and um, and you get a bad referee. Yeah, definitely. They, the Blues should have won that game. For me, one of the most telling stats was the penalty, the, the penalty count, and the Blues. Um, conceded 12 penalties against Leicester 6 so 50% more penalties um, and in a tight game you're going to struggle to come out with yeah, that penalty game just, just, the, just, the, just the momentum so you know I know the ref had a yeah. had an impact on that but also there was there was a few which they which, which was silly yeah um, no and I think that's and I, I, I think that's the thing that Danny Williams has got to concentrate on is you know yeah. is, is you do you do inevitably get decisions where the referee doesn't favour you but you can alter the way that you play the game and the way that you play to the referee and I think that's something that um, that the Blues will no doubt be looking at in training yeah. this week yeah I can imagine he was frust- he was obviously clearly frustrated with the referee but he would have also been frustrated with the players they didn't control what they could have controlled and um a combination, a combination of the two has, has led to a led to a loss, which was which was every which was a win. It, it was definitely a win, wasn't it? I suppose they had a great yeah. chance to win five out of five. The one at the uh, the one right at the death as well that that really cost them the Josh Navidi one. Yeah, um, some pretty canny scrum half play there yeah. as well, which I think you know you can't through history. Yeah, yeah you you kind of can't blame. But again, I think Navidi would be disappointed with that one really. Yeah, you would have. You could see as he was running off, couldn't he? Can't can't repeat what he was saying, but. Um, he knew. He did, um, but yeah, again, I think um, you know the, the Blues winning run kind of comes to an end. Um, this weekend, they kind of take on the Ospreys. We'll preview that a little bit, a little bit later on. Um, but the Ospreys themselves went out to to Ulster over to uh, to Ravenhill and put in a pretty damn good performance. I thought. Yeah, really, really strong performance. Took apart the um, the Ulster pack, didn't they? Which is not easy to do. Um, yeah, some 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 great performances. Uh, great opening try by Nicky Smith on his fiftieth appearance. Um, you showed some good some good leg power, didn't he? Yeah, he's known for being good in the loose and and darting around here and there. But you, we saw a sort of different a different side to him and maturity. I thought in the in those tries, and it was two it was two passages, wasn't it? That he um, that he that he carried. Obviously yeah. one before and then the one he went over with, and some superb um, build up play by bigger. Um, what a great game and, and I think he did actually and I, I think there's a lot of Ospreys who and the pack in particular I was critical of last week because I just felt against Leinster they that yeah. that wasn't a that wasn't a tough enough performance but they, they were quite the opposite in this game yeah they were they must have had a stern talking to and they completely uh, they completely took took uh, I think Ulster were, were surprised as were the crowd yeah that was a you know that's not an easy. It's not an easy, an easy place to go either, no, is it? No, you God know, no. And um, and yeah, like you say there, Dan Dan Bigger behind the scrum. We chatted a lot last week about the kind of the mould that that Dan Bigger's in, and can we see something different with you know being a bit flatter? I think yeah, he answered. He uh, it, didn't he? Yeah, he's clearly a listener to this podcast. I've no doubt about that. And Definitely he's, and he's, 
and he's ta- and he's taken it on board. Um, I thought I was really impressed actually. I thought um, he stood a lot flatter. He read what was in front of him. There was a couple of um, they clearly done their homework on the Ulster back line as well. Yeah, yeah, he was he was he was exceptional. It's great to see, isn't it, that he's back. A little bit more game time for him. And I also thought. Um, Oh man, the man with uh, two first names, Ben John. He went well again, didn't he? He did. He did. I'm wondering whether he's going to get that fourth fourth choice spot. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not so sure he's he's. I I, I have no problem seeing him there. I'm not so sure he's he's um, right at the front of um, of uh, I nearly said Gatlin then, but of uh, of Rob Howley's thinking. But we'll see. I mean, again, he's got that little bit of versatility of playing playing centre and wing and, and that's an area we're always going to need cover across four tough games so um, yeah we'll see with that one um, another centre who's playing well uh, Jack Dixon down at the Dragons good to see him back after injury but it's a similar kind of story for the Dragons gallant defeat uh, this time on, on Friday night what did you make of the Dragons? I thought it was a great game really really enjoyed it um, but you are you, you, you kind of knew before the game, almost before the game got going, didn't you, that it was it was the Dragons were going to give absolutely everything as they always do and, and and come relatively close, but just wasn't going to be enough. They for me they could they could have and probably should have won that game, but they made some some silly um, silly decisions at key yeah. times, and that's it's it's because of the the, the lack of lack of personnel. They're lacking mm. a few, you know, arguably more than a few, probably quali- you know really really good quality players. Um, Everyone's giving absolutely everything they've got. They just need that, that that bit of quality. I think that's the frustrating thing is is you can't really point a finger at too many players. You know, I don't yeah. I don't really want to have a, a bit of a witch hunt on here, but you know, there, there's probably one or two who um who didn't really step up to the mark. But then you see, you know, a player like Lewis Evans oh. leading from the front. He's absolutely outstanding, wasn't he? Just looking at um, I think it was in the last the last last five or ten minutes of that game, and he put in about three tackles on the bounce. He's not he's not that big a man, is he? Um he just gives absolutely everything. He's um He's, he's an absolute warrior. He's a superb yeah. servant, isn't he? I'm um yeah, massive um a massive fan of Lewis Evans and I think that the pressure is gonna be on him more so this year with without having Toby in that um in that yeah. side as well. As you said, yeah, Jack Dixon went well, didn't he? Went scored a, you know, went well for his try. Yeah. Um, he's got a got a got a bit of pace there as well, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's you know he's, he's had um, bad luck with injury. I think it was mm. a kidney injury that that's kept him out um, for uh, for a long while, and and that's always a that's always a worry. Yeah. You know, that's not a kind of a straightforward thing to come back from. But I've been very impressed with him both before and after, and I think he's again to throw it back to our um, to our theme of the player drain. He's a player I you know I'd be I'd be very keen to keep. Um, to keep at the Dragons, and but well, I wouldn't be surprised if people twenty one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got. I think he's got. I think he's got a lot ahead of him, and he, he's got a lot to offer a side. And that it's going to be crucial for the Dragons to hang on to those kind of players, him and Amos and Tyler Morgan, and, and looking even younger again, the likes of Harrison Keddy, the the number yeah. eight. Who I think um, we'll hopefully see a bit more of as the season goes by. Um, yeah, he's one for the future, isn't he? Yeah, and the the prop uh, Brown down at, at Cross Keys as well. He's another yeah. another one of the um, the junior Grand Slam winners. I think you've got to keep those players there in order to in order to stand any chance of, of the Dragons kind of moving forward. But again, that's it, it. Did just feel like there was there was potentially something out there, um, but their first half wasn't good enough, and there was you know some naive 
some naive kicking out of hand. Yeah, it's I just that it's composure at, at, at key times, isn't it? Um, some loose kicking, and um, you know they 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 were unfortunately punished. Yeah, but it was all it was all things within for me. It was all things within there that they could have controlled. Yeah, it was. I just think again when you've got players, you know, your more experienced players like Saral Pretoria. So I think it's been a very um, a very good signing yeah. for. For the dragons, when he's having a bad game, we're kicking out of hand. Yeah, you really, you really notice it. Kicks. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and you, you can't afford to to kick as loosely as that against that quality of opposition. You'll, you know, you'll get punished, and yeah. and so it kind of played out. So we've we've, we've surely got to mention uh, Alex Allen's, yeah, Alex Allen's try. Um, what a what a try that was! It's sensational, really, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it really was. Yeah. I think brilliant, um, brilliant. you'd be you'd be you'd be loving watching that back. Yeah, you? that's that's definitely going to be one year. Um, you're going to be you're going to be watching all week. I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be on repeat on his household. Yeah, it? no, can't <laughs> can't blame him as well. That was uh, that was yeah, seriously uh, seriously good effort. Scarlets kind of been a very stuttering start to the season for them. But that said, they got the win. Yeah, they got the win. That's two now, isn't it for them? Yeah, and an important two as well. Yeah, big. Big big win. They obviously struggled up front, didn't they? Um, big big con- big concern, I think. It is a big concern. Yeah, um, I don't know what they can do there. Samson got forty minutes, didn't he, under his belt? Which is it's good. Good for them. Good for the the Welsh side as well. I think, like we said last week, he's a player that that uh, the Wales certainly can't really afford to to lose. Um, but big boost for the Scarlets to see him back and get some good game time under his belt. Yeah, definitely. He's going to be really important now, isn't he? Because he's somebody that can. Obviously, he struggled. It looked as if he, he well, the front row was the front row did struggle, didn't mm. they, in that game? But yeah. get him, get him back in there, get him more game time, and hopefully he can he can shore that up a little bit because they've got a superb back line. And um, but if they're not if, if if they're not good up front, then yeah. um, then they're not going to get they're not going to be able to be used, are they? Well, kind of viewing the scarlets through the through the lens of what we chatted about earlier, um, and kind of. You know the the player drain. One player that they brought back to the region is is Jonathan Davis. Um, is that you know is that money that possibly could have been spent strengthening the pack? You know, when you've got a player like Hadley Parks and and Scott Williams in that back line already, was he the player that they needed? I mean, obviously he's a, a brilliant player mm. to have in the squad and shown um, in the last couple of games a, a few glimpses of what he's capable of doing. Yeah, yeah, potentially. I mean, Hadley Parks is. Uh... I mean, what a signing he's been, mm. isn't it? He looks, he looks well. Every, almost every game he plays, he plays brilliantly, doesn't he? He's got a really good. I think he's missed really the pendable for Pivac, isn't he? Yeah. I think he he certainly looks at it. He's very very consistent. Probably, yeah, probably they could have done with, you know, picking um, picking up a couple of boys up front. Yeah, but um, he obviously wanted he wanted to come back, didn't he? Team up with his uh, team up with his brother. Yeah, he come did. back on, and yeah, no, you know, obviously he's always going to be an asset to any side, uh, to any side he plays in, uh, and I think you know, obviously he didn't play, didn't play this weekend, but showed some lovely hands the uh, the week before to um, to set Liam Williams away. Yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be, or going to be next um, next season now before they can before they can really strengthen, you know, get a, get a few players um, into the pack, but he wanted to cut, he wanted to go there, didn't he? So yeah. obviously take him and then um, and then look to strengthen thereafter. Yeah, no, absolutely. Moving on to the uh, to the Premiership now. I mean, you've mentioned that, that how much you've kind of enjoyed the the Pro Twelve this year. Um, 
I think I think the Premiership's getting um, it's it's kind of developed a, a really interesting start. This this new look, this new look Premiership, and uh, yeah, a couple of sides going going well in there. Uh, I guess the big story is is Aberavon, um maintaining their perfect record and RGC losing theirs. Yeah, the Wizards, uh, they just had a little bit too much magic, didn't they, for uh, for RGC? I have to drop that one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> couldn't resist that. That's a bit of a, uh, that's a, bit of a Phil Steele <laughs> special, that one, isn't it, I think? Steamy, um, yeah. But yeah, and a good crowd up there as well, I think, which is, um, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of covered on, on uh, Scrum Fire, and I've had a look to see if I can find the official numbers on it, but it certainly looks like they're, they're able to, to attract a, a decent... Um, a decent crowd at their, you know, their first uh, season at this level. Yeah, they got a they got a good following, haven't they? But I don't know, that stat that was thrown out there was, you know, a third of the Welsh pop, you know, playing living in North Wales. So yeah. um, it's it's good news, isn't it, for Welsh rugby and and also people living in uh, in North Wales. So there there should be a lot of a, a big appetite for it down there. I yeah. know. Um, a chap I went to school with, Andy Jones, was um, one of the performance analysts down there at RGC, and he. He said it's a real, it's a real good vibe down there. Special group of of of, of players and support staff. Um, saying that, he's now left and joined uh, the English seven setter. The uh, the player drain to England continues. Yeah, it's just there co- it coaching is. staff as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he, he he was you know full of praise. He had a, he, he was there for quite a while and, and absolutely loved it. So yeah. it's, it's great. It's it's great to see, isn't it? Yeah. No, I I think it is, and and. You know, I don't know what the what the the, the kind of the, the funding situations like. Obviously, we know it was kind of a big um, it was a big thing for the union when they they set mm. up um, when they set up RGC. But I think as an area that's been so overlooked for a number of years, I don't think you can I don't think you can begrudge them that too much. And if it's starting to pay dividends, then then kind of hats off for for getting that one right. Because um, yeah, they only got they only got what two they got two overseas. Yeah, overseas players, haven't they? Um, a lot of the boys are coming through. It's a sensible. It's probably a, it's a sensible spend, isn't it? I don't quite know what it what exactly yeah. it is. What 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 money's been put in there? But probably raise a few eyebrows in the in the valleys. Yeah, probably the probably pond. You know, people down in Ponty are feeling may 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 feel a little bit aggrieved um, by that. But again, I this speculation. I've got no idea what money's what money is yeah. or isn't going in there. But um, it's it could be it could be. I can see why Ponty could be very, very upset because there's such a rich, you know, rich heritage there, yeah. and it's almost like you know the, what it is the forgot. You know, people have just said, well, you know, uh, well, it's almost like we'll we'll forget about you and and who who are you, which is not yeah. which is not right, is it? No, it's not right, and and certainly Ponty, you could never accuse Ponty fans of forgetting about their club because you know it remains a a really well a really well supported yeah, side, big supported and, club, isn't it? And, yeah, and we and we kind of saw that. Um, yeah, we spoke about RGC though. Obviously, we you know we, we your um your dad gag aside, uh, we should <laughs> we should probably have a mention of of Aberavon as well. I thought you know from um from what I've seen uh, yeah. of what they played, you know they've they've had a fantastic start to the season, and um and again I think that's you know if there's if there's sides playing that well, it only goes um, only goes well to make the the league more exciting and and kind of big hats off to them really. Yeah, quality the quality of that it just it seems a lot a lot better standard, doesn't it, being played there. Which will only be a good thing for for, for Welsh rugby. Yeah, no, and hopefully we'll see a number of these players feed you know feed into um, feed into the setups higher up. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of youngsters playing, aren't there? Yeah, there are, and that you know again that can only be a that can only be a good thing. I think it's important not to rush them in, though. You know, it'd be really good to see these players playing in what looks like a more competitive 
Premiership. Yeah. Um, this year, I, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the second half of that season goes when they split the t- the, the league into two. Yeah. Into two pools of eight because if you're in that bottom eight. Yeah. And you know you can't get relegated. That's the bit I kind of I wonder yeah. about. But you know, then that maybe that's the time for um, for some of those youngsters to get the call up to to some of the regions if they're if they're good enough. You yeah, know? absolutely. Expo- yeah, they'll be able to expose them. They'll pick up some 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 game time, and then it may become more. Well, I hope it should become more competitive within their within the teams because you've got you've got competition for places, yeah. and so I, they'll then they'll then strengthen. Yeah, and I, but I think if you if you're playing in that top half, though, I'd be keen to see players. You know, the, the young players starring for these clubs. I'd be keen to see them actually get some opportunity to compete for silverware as well, and not be kind of rushed into the the regional um, the yeah. regional setup. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's certainly been an interesting start. Obviously, another another team that's um, that's bounced back this weekend, uh, the Cash Kings at Merthyr. Um, I say weekend. They they got the win on Thursday at Newport. Very very little uh, to cheer about at, at Rodney Parade this weekend. Um, what have you made of Merthyr so far? Well, yeah, a lot of money's gone in there, isn't it? They've yeah. um, they've had a fan- fantastic start, haven't they? Only losing, only losing to uh, to Bedworth, isn't it? That's right. Um, yeah. I'm slightly, yeah, slightly surprised by that bit, that win. You know, 50, 50 points to twenty six. Yeah, it's um, a big winning away it's a big from, old win, isn't it? Winning away from home. Um, you think it's a bit of a um, a bit of a knock on effect from the the loss the week before? You think Chiefs had them uh, double training? Yeah, he probably, he, yeah, he probably did, didn't he? Um, their winger looked 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 pretty sharp, didn't he? Scoring three tries. Yeah. Um, it's good to see. It's good to see Mirtha, you know, being right up there as one of the original, you know, original clubs. that they were founded. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Seventy six, weren't they? Got a got a lot of history there. Um, I went down and watched them actually play. Um, so it was Mirtha against London Welsh. Yeah. Back at back at the beginning of the season, it was played in you know sort of three sections or so three halves, and. Um, Three thirds. Three thirds. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and um, London Welsh won, but it was yeah. obviously just a training game. Um, but they've they've got they've got a very very good squad, haven't they? Good coaching yeah. setup. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 good it's good to see. I'm looking forward to going going down there actually and watching a, watching another few games. Yeah, I, I think again it's you know it's always going to raise raise a few eyebrows because of the. You kind of the the cash injection that yeah, um, from Peter Thomas and Andy Powell, yeah, that, and you know they'll see high you know high profile figures, yeah, and I think um, you know it's, it's naturally going to raise a few eyebrows, but generally if there is investors prepared to spend money in in uh, in Welsh clubs, then surely that's only a good thing. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. I mean, if we if we could have the same level of investment that's gone in there into a number of the other you know number of the other clubs, it would it would it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? But Sadly, um, that isn't going to be the case. Yeah. It just it's so obvious, isn't it? But it just shows how uh, how important how important money is. Yeah. Um, and it's it's absolutely everything, isn't it? Yeah. No, it is. And um, and again, I think we'll um, we'll kind of debate that long and hard um, as we go kind of on across the weeks. Just at the other end of the table, quickly kind of wrap up. First win for first win for Swansea. So they're kind of. Miserable start to the season is over. They they got a win against uh, against Cardiff RFC. Still didn't, still still can't bring them away from the bottom of the table. They've yeah. five points. Yeah, tough. It's going to um, be a big ask. Tough start for that. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll kind of see how they go after that. But um, I, I definitely a, 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 a huge amount of relief. I'm, I dare say for uh, um, for Swansea to get that first one, uh, get that first one done and dusted. 
Just having a look round into some of the other news from uh, from the week gone by as well. Uh, Starts with some, well, I guess kind of transfer news-ish. Gethin Jenkins signing a contract extension at the Blues. We touched on him last yeah, week. Not long enough. Not long enough. <laughs> and my, he, um, I popped it on Twitter, and he enters the realms of the eternal, uh, the eternal contract. Yeah, he does. Um, I think he's, uh, yeah, and, and got a long way to continue. Actually, I've been thoroughly impressed with his resurgence in the last year or so. He's looked, uh, you know, he's looked, uh, he's looked absolutely back to his best. I think. Yeah, he's playing brilliant, isn't he? He's enjoying it as well, and he says that the appetite's still there. So. Yeah, he'll, he'll I mean, carry on. With he's it. got he's got nothing left to prove. I don't think. I think he's you know he's done um, he's done a huge amount to uh, you know. Yeah. It, it wouldn't matter what he did in a Wales shirt now for me because the guy is the guy's a legend. Yeah, he'd go out done. there and, and and pivot and dance on the pitch, couldn't he? And we'd 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 probably still applaud or at least I would. Well, we've, I've seen him do that on a few occasions. That try <laughs> against Namibia springs to mind. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. I wonder if um, probably you know reskill playing so well as well has um, has kept him. Kept him ticking at that that high level. Yeah, good to see. Actually, good to see he's still yeah. playing well. He's um, you know, I think he's a player who've, who's um, who's worn. He's been kind of out of sight, out of mind playing in the uh, playing in the English Prem. Um, but he can't be bad if Saris have hung on to him for that long. Yeah, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have kept hold of him would they for eight years if he was uh, if he was poor. So yeah, he's been great. A few a few of my pals have, uh, have have sort of. You know, said, look, why isn't he in? You know, why isn't he in the yeah. setup earlier? Um, but yeah, he's playing some good rugby. Looks in good shape. He does. Uh, less good news for the Blues. Sam Walton going off with a, a very nasty facial mm. injury. Looks as though it's a fractured cheekbone. Big, uh, yeah, it's a big loss for the Blues, but also potentially for Wales as well. Yeah, but it's it is it's sad for him. He seems to be. Well, he picks up injury after injury, doesn't he? But it's um, you wouldn't wish injury upon anyone. But it's a, a great opportunity now for um, for Tipperick to to come in and with the you know the the, the different style that we're now you know playing or, or wanting to play in the wider channels, it's it's quite exciting. Yeah, you know, and you know Ellis Jenkins there as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously James they, Davis. We, we've gone through. Yeah, I mean Ellis, Ellis Jenkins at the Blues as well. I thought he had a great game. Um, he did, yeah. And I think he's uh, he's a player that will definitely, definitely kind of fit into the the Gatland and Howley mould. He seems like kind of a, a mini Sam Warburton, really, in the way he plays, and seems a very kind of professional kind of figure. I think he'll, um, I think he'll step up and do a job for the for the Blues, yeah, uh, potentially for Wales as well. But also, you know, there's no shortage of, of good back rows at, at Cardiff Blues. I don't think. No, no, they're blessed, aren't we? Well, and, and the whole of the whole of Wales at the moment. Yes, yeah. so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited um, to see to see Tipperick. He'll be he'll be straight in there when he first choice seven, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I, I think um, I think it's near. There's lots of competition on paper, but I think he's kind of earned that. He's yeah. earned that right. He's playing he's well. Playing so well. He's yeah. playing very well for the Ospreys as well. It's not as if we're just keeping him in there on on past performances. I think he'll. Um, I think he will. You know, if Sam is is unfit for the uh, for the autumn, I think Tips will take that. Uh, will take that that shirt. Looking a bit further afield, uh, kind of over the uh, over the bridge. Sounds funny saying that, since we're recording this in London. But <laughs> um, but George North, again, I don't know if you've seen much of him at, at Northampton, but he really does seem back to his best vintage now. Yeah, I saw um, uh, Melinda 
you know, hailed him as you know world class north. Um, it's, it's brilliant to see, isn't it, with him absolutely firing all cylinders and uh, perfect timing as well. Yeah, I didn't, I, I haven't actually managed to catch the try, but um, I know you yeah, were saying the, it was the, the it was break just... is absolutely outrageous. It's properly kind of reminiscent of that uh, of that Lions tour, and he's just hits the gas at the right time. Yeah, uh, you know, he's taken it into contact at the right time as well. I think it's it's vitally important for Wales that he stays fit and. If he's playing at this level as well, I think it's uh, it can only be it can only be a good thing. So that's his third third try of the season now, isn't it? And, uh... Yeah, and then yeah, the the setup for um, the setup for the other try for Northampton as well was was possibly even um, even better. Yeah, I'm sure Rory because uh, it's Rory Hutchinson's debut, wasn't it that day? I'm sure he was uh, said said a big thank you to George for that. Yeah, one. Yeah, he'll buy him a beer or a protein shake or whatever it is that uh, that George goes in for. Um, <laughs> another player, uh, another kind of Welsh exile playing in the backs, which is slightly a, a strange one. Um, Ali Brew made his debut or his debut start for Bath in a in a what was it looked to be a pretty dismal game. Um, that's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? A guy kind of can't get a start for the the Dragons, ends up playing at a club who you can pretty much have their their pick of. Yeah, what do you think of that? Yeah, it's really it's quite peculiar, isn't it? Um, I guess what. What I think you see quite a lot of the English clubs do is if you get somebody that can that can do one thing very very well, then they'll 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 find a place for them. Yeah, and he's got he's got a he's got a certain skill set that is arguably right up there in terms of what he what he does. He probably does he does very very well, doesn't he? That's where coming back to Jack Dixon, maybe he he could he could possibly be picked up by some of the English clubs mm. because he's very very he's very very direct, isn't he? And he defends well. Yeah, he's um, he reminds me of a of a Jamie Roberts kind of mould of of centre. Uh, I think he's strong, he's powerful. Like you say, he's, his defence is is good for a, a guy with that level of experience. Yeah, and again, that's going that's only going to excite excite uh, would be suitors either in Wales or in in England. Yeah, there probably there will be a few people I think keeping a very close eye on him, and that's. Yeah, England can because they've got so much quality in the you know in every in every position they can pick people that are you know we sometimes say oh well you know someone who can just run over someone maybe their ball skills aren't aren't, aren't quite that strong yeah. but he he would just slot in and do a really good job wouldn't he in, in, in a number of these teams he would but yeah I'd um, yeah, yeah a bit of a fun yeah I'd rather see I'd rather see you know I'd rather see him stick around in the Dragons and, and hopefully he'll uh, be able to do that another slightly uh, you know we kind of talked about the back row. Um, for Wales and kind of being a an area, particularly at seven, where mm-hmm. we've got uh, a kind of relative embarrassment of riches. Number eight is an area which is potentially not so much. Um, with Toby injured, there's rumours this week that uh, that the Welsh camp were having a look at Guy Thompson, yeah. the Wasps number eight. Have you seen much of him play? I haven't seen I haven't seen too much of him play. No, and um, for me, we we spoke about it didn't we before we came on that. He kind of Moriarty. Moriarty for me would get the would get the should get the nod at, at yeah. eight. Um, he's so much passion. He's quick. He's dynamic, and he and he and he has played. He's played a lot of games at eight, is not he? Yeah, not international level, but I just think he's. I think I'm he's ready. He's ready but, for it, though. Yeah, I yeah I do as well. And and, uh, and again, he's a player who started the season. Yeah, who started the season well, uh, and I think he's uh, he would definitely be my choice for yeah for eight in definitely. The, in the case that Toby's uh, in the case that Toby's not fit, it's probably worth looking at. We don't have well eights. We're really struggling for so. 
you know, I think we should look at look at Guy Thompson. Um, but again, it comes down it, to me how much he, you know, how much he wants to to play. There was there was a lot of chat that maybe he would make the England squad. I don't really want to be picking him up because he doesn't want to, you know, because he can't get in the England side. Mm. I think you've got to want players who want to play for Wales. Yeah, definitely. As he as he said, as he as anyone. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what his. Um, I don't know what his uh, his views on this are. Yeah. One thing I did spot is the aforementioned Paul Turner follows him on Twitter, so I don't know. Maybe he's, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, maybe Paul will be having a chat with him at some point as well. <laughs> right then, I guess it's uh, it just remains for us to have a look ahead to this weekend's uh, what the uh, the Pro Twelve are calling the the one the first one of their big weekends, um, and what that means is Welsh Derby time. So. The uh, the pick of the games, I guess, is Ospreys versus Blues this Friday. How do you see that playing out? For me, Ospreys, I think, will will be too strong for um, for the Blues. Um, I think a lot depends on the weather. If it's um, if it's wet, the Ospreys could could potentially win that by by ten to fifteen. Um, I just think the Ospreys pack will be too much. Will be too much for the Blues. Uh, blues. Blues go well on the uh, on on their artificial pitch there, but if it's wet, I think it'll be a it'll be a it'll be a different game in there. It was set on scrum five, wasn't it? But the the second rows for the Blues playing two back row boys and Macaulay Cook and yeah, was um, Macaulay Cook and um, Josh, Turnbull. Josh Turnbull? Yeah, they get up against you know Alan Wynne Jones and, uh, and 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 the grunt of Bradley. Yeah, uh, I think they, I think that was probably one of the most impressive things, as we said earlier. The Ospreys bouncing back from a disappointing defeat against Leinster, and the way that their their pack went. Yeah, I, I suppose think, yeah, the uh, Blues will be looking at that the way that they were completely taken apart by Leinster and saying, "Well, they're you know they yeah. they can't they can't." It, de- it depends which Ospreys pack turns to, up. Yeah, absolutely. But I yeah. think uh, yeah, I think you're right. If uh, if it is a, a wet night in Swansea and and they really turn on the grunts up front, it could be a struggle for the Blues. I suppose on the other hand, Blues could really look to try and dictate the. The pace of the game. Yeah, they yeah, they could. I'm I'm really really excited for that one on on Friday. As I'm sure everyone is, um, and it's going to be great to see to see how um, how the halfbacks go, the pairings yeah. there up against each other. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, another kind of mouth watering battle, really, isn't it? I think uh, yeah, Reese Webb for me is since coming back from his injury has looked potentially yeah. even better than he did beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that's happened. But, yeah, uh, but he's um, he's going really, really well. I think the Blues have got two great nines yeah. in, uh, in in Lloyd Williams and Thomas Williams, both both going well. I think whoever they they start out of that uh, should um, should do a job for them. Yeah, it's a good combo, isn't it? Playing Lloyd and then bringing on Thomas, or or vice versa. Yeah, who uh, who starts for the Ospreys at ten? Dan Bigger. Yeah, yeah, Dan Bigger. Yeah, um, obviously we mentioned. You know, we're all big fans of Sam Davis, aren't we? But the way um, the way Bigger played last last week was was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like it's his shirt, isn't it? Yeah, playing very flat. He looked good. I just can't wait to see the, the, the those two those two playing against each other in Anscombe and Bigger. Yeah, um, we should we should mention Anscombe as well. Actually, uh, again, I think I kind of probably alluded to it on last week's pod that uh, you know I've never been the biggest Anscombe. The biggest Anscombe fan. You are now, though, aren't you? Well, <laughs> I, I tell you what, he had a, that that try. He showed some serious wheels, yeah. uh, and he seems to be getting the backs the backs ticking. Yeah, he gets some firing, doesn't he? I, I, could any could any other ten have scored that try? Any other Welsh? Any other Welsh tens? Yeah, probably not. 
No, not Sam Davis, possibly. Just the, it's just the out and out pace. Yeah, that he's out got, pace. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, yeah, and, and a great spot, but some really good turnover work as well from uh, from Ellis Jenkins. I think it was Nick Williams with him as well to yeah, to that free was... that ball up. But we're often, you know having a go at, at Welsh backs for not playing what's in front of them. Yeah. And you certainly couldn't argue that there. Yeah, he looked up, didn't he? Little dummy kick and then fade and went and it was yeah, it was really great to see. He'll um to come coming on to the sort of or just switch into the to the Welsh setup, it'll be it's gonna be really interesting to have potentially Lloyd and uh, and Anscombe in the you know in the squad on the bench and then starting with um with recent um with recent bigger, because yeah. then we can change. You know, we can change the way the way we play. Because they're they they all they all play very very differently, don't they? Yeah, um, they do. But I think the player who plays differently again and has probably got a bigger impact from the bench would be Gareth Davis for me. I think yeah. he's he Different. does offer that. Not that Reese Webb doesn't offer a try threat because he's yeah. about as dangerous as as a nine as you you'll find. But I do think as a game breaks up a bit and there's a few tired legs out there and. There's plenty more commentary cliches I could throw in yeah. there, but I think Gareth Davis is a player you kind of want on the pitch with a with a good 15 minutes to go because he can do something and and cause you know if there's a bit of space in front of him he'll cause yeah, he's the electric, damage. Isn't he? Difficult to stop, powerful. I just think that Lloyd, almost every time Lloyd's played for Wales, he's really picked up the tempo, hmm. and it and it sort of goes. They they work very for me. They work very very. He works very very well with Anscombe, um, and I can just see that. That pairing just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Well, I think we'll um, um, I think we'll find out certainly after yeah. uh, after Friday night. I think that's a good opportunity for uh, for both of them to to lay down a massive marker and to get the uh, to get the nod from from Rob Howley when he uh, when he names his squad. And then Saturday sees uh, Scarlets versus the Dragons, so the the two kind of struggling regions mm-hmm. really. How do you see that one panning out? I think the Scarlets that they'll pick up their third win. Um, I just can't see them. I can't see them losing to the Dragons. Unfortunately, I'd love the Dragons to get a win there. I really would. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah, I think everyone wants the Dragons to uh, to get a to get a win. But the Os- the um, the Scarlets just have too much quality, um, and it'll shine through. Yeah, I uh, I have to say I'm inclined Sadly. to I'm inclined to agree. I think it's going to take a massive effort from from the Dragons to to get close in that one. I think as as kind of stuttering as the Scarlets have been so far. That's going to be a fixture off the back of two wins that they're going to look at and target as yeah. as a win for them, and I, I think uh, I think anything less than a win and a good win and, and the pressure's right back on Wayne Pivot. Yeah, yeah, it could be a real turning point for them, couldn't it? Winning three games and then they'll you know they'll pick up and just push on from there. So yeah, I I, I can't see them losing. Yeah, and I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how both both sets of backs go. Like we were saying, you know, neither front five has been particularly impressive so far this year. So it might actually be one where I don't, you know, there's not necessarily going to be a huge, uh, mm. a huge mismatch up front, which could mean some decent ball yeah, for the backs. Good, yeah, some good, some good running rugby, hopefully on display yeah. from 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 both sides. Yeah, let's uh, let's hope so. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for listening to the attacking scrum, Dan. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us again. Thank you. And as always, we would love to hear from you as well. So tweet us at Attacking Scrum, give us a like, facebook.com slash Attacking Scrum, and leave us a review on iTunes uh, and or Acast. Good or bad, pref- preferably good. If you don't like it, then you can you can always give us a, a bit of stick on Twitter, which is the preferred platform for trolling. But that's it for, uh, that's it for this week, and uh, we'll see you again next time. Thanks. 
Social Podcast Network.